Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 498 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, the band's back together for the battle for state supremacy. Lee Roper, Ben Askren, Stephen Kyle Bracky, all on the horn here. Happy Wednesday, you guys. How are you guys Happy doing? Wednesday. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Great day to talk some wrestling. Um, we're going to – all right, so here's the plan. I want to plow through some of these state matchups, okay? We've got Roper. we got to make the most of it. So here's, here's the schedule. We've got to do Iowa versus New Jersey, okay? And Iowa is the toughest lineup in terms of what did this guy do. Because it's a lot of the, you know, Gable era, 80s, 90s yeah. hammers that we didn't get to watch watch a lot of. Um, yep. Jim Zaleski, I, I watched a few. Barry Davis, Volker, you know, even Tolly Thompson's that era. So this is going to be very – where uh, Lee Roper is going to be an invaluable resource. So we got them versus New Jersey. Winner gets PA. Then Cali versus Ohio. And then our finals will be set. That's kind of what I wanted to do today. But before we get into that – Wait. Um, I okay. have an update, Christian. Update from Ben Askren. Well, you guys made me, made me do some digging here because we were just talking about Fargo prior to coming on the show. I did my research, Christian. South North Dakota has a, a peak. The, at the peak, they've had 87 cases in one day. So here's the deal. North Dakota's really, really safe. We should all just go there for a couple months. Just go there and hang? Just go there and hang. That's you know it. Just, you know, you start go. the movement, and um, you know, we'll we'll see you there, maybe in July. No, we were we were but discussing it, is Fargo going to happen? <laughs> I, I hope so. It'll be like Woodstock, Christian. It won't. Be, it'll be like we just show up and we take over the town for you know a two month period. There's shanty towns everywhere. There's villages. It's just like wrestlers' paradise. Are you in Lee Roper? Uh, I'm in. That sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> Get around a bunch of wrestling guys for that long. I'm stir crazy, man. I'll do about anything now. Dude, Far- mm-hmm. you think if they do have Fargo this year, it is going to be is gonna, I'm it'll be so fun. I'm going to go. It'll yes. be a blast. It'll, it'll be probably a, be very good too because people want to get on the mat. 
Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Because like a lot of the seniors and juniors will, will be there instead of trying to make world teams. Yeah. Well, the, the only the, the thing juniors... that I worry about. Go ahead, Ben. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. Yeah, the, I mean, well, this is this is for you, Lee. The juniors, all my guys are like, damn, I was hoping to get recruited this spring, and I haven't got to wrestle in anything. Yeah, man, it's it's tough because you're not getting the eyeballs on guys as much. But, man, you really kind of know the targets you're going to have. But you have those guys that make that big jump. Some guys, man, they go through puberty later. They figure things out later. They get their confidence later. So, man, I can imagine you're one of those guys that really wants to wrestle in mm-hmm. college and you haven't popped on the radar yet. It is stressful. The thing I worry about with Fargo, it's not really – getting the whole tournament done. It's more the state sanctions, the qualifiers, the yeah. organization from the individual states. Cause it's not like guys can just show up and come. Yeah. So maybe they change that and make it more of an open tournament. I'm, I don't know, but I, I think if you have to go through state sanction, like you normally do, it's going to be tough to get buy-in from everybody. Cause I think a lot, of, it's yeah. going to be pretty big hustle for guys to get qualified and get that organized. That's a great point. Um, yeah, they should. Yeah, open I mean, my my gut is open tournament. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, in certain states, unfortunately, probably won't be showing up. Like the state of Illinois, their, their governor is locking them down. They, they probably will not be there. Oh my um, I would assume that there's nope. a few other states. Fargo without nope. Illinois, Team Illinois is crazy. You can't do it. Listen, <laughs> Illinois is showing up, bro. I do you know that this governor has put some serious restrictions on them. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. Like honestly, Christian, I've had I've had Illinois people email me and say we're thinking about moving to Wisconsin because we don't <laughs> think the governor's gonna let us have wrestling next winter. Next oh, winter. Man. This is sad. This is not how I want to yeah. start my Wednesday, Ben. Not well, a, not well, his birthday I, either. You can do this to him oh! on his birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday! Thank you. Please don't hey, sing. Everybody should get to wrestle today because of Paul's birthday. Yeah, <laughs> it should just be like Paul's on the quarantine. We get to wrestle today. Resume tomorrow. It's the least you guys could do. It's just end the government restrictions for a <laughs> pandemic for my birthday. So some guys, some guys are growing during this period of, of coronavirus. Um, Mark Hall weighs 202 pounds. Apparently Gable Stevenson is 265. That's terrifying. He's put on 17 pounds. He says via – What do you, what do you just, make of that? He says he's doing it through lifting and clean eating. So one thing with Gable that – talking with his dad and talking with Gable, they're like – He'd never really like been super dedicated on uh, lifting, right? Which is mm. scary. So the last like year or so, he's been more focused on it, and he's apparently putting on some size, and that's kind of a terrifying thought if if he's putting on as effectively as I can imagine he is. Well, Christian, don't tell me that. I that guy's hard enough to figure out. <laughs> don't tell me that. That's gonna give me nightmares today. It'll be fine. It's gonna slow him down. It's gonna be much easier now, Lee. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Much better. <laughs> I I thought that tweet by Gable was kind of. Um, uh, was he implying he was thinking about football? What was he implying there? Or was it just he's gonna be a better wrestler? Yeah. He, he did. He sent the football coach a message. You saw that. Yeah, I think he's trolling. He's just, you know, Gable likes to mess right. around. He's 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 a goofy guy. He likes having a little fun. Um, he it was funny. I'll I'll tell this story now. He's when uh when I interviewed him at Big Tens, we're we're talking about Cassiope Paris, and in the interview, he's like, he he says I didn't watch a match. He's like, I don't watch these guys. I don't I don't care. He's like, man, I saw the highlights, and then I'm like, so I get off. I was like, what? Really? You didn't watch the match? He's like, yeah, no, I didn't watch it. 
And then afterwards, you get done with the interview. He's like, I watch the match. I'm just like, I like messing with people. <laughs> he's he he really likes to play play the game. I uh, Gable's a fun guy. So I think he was just saying, I'm 17 pounds bigger and stronger, and you guys should okay. be scared. That's kind fair. Of thing. Okay, I, so I'm reading. I, I went to Gable's Twitter. You guys could check this out if you want. Um, you know him, him and Mark Hall. That was their buddies. They're tweeting back and forth. So Mark Hall is now 202 pounds, Christian, which means he's a heavyweight. Re- on Wrestling <laughs> Island in Austin, Texas, I will pay to watch Mark Hall and Gable wrestle. Oh my gosh! I don't. Do I it. don't know how. I'll pay to watch him. I don't know how effective a 202 uh, Mark Hall is, but um, especially when we're talking well, about got- Gable. But that'd be fun. He's got that big. He's got that big brother on Gable. I, I listen. Uh, Mark Hall is only a slight betting underdog in this one. Oh, you're you're insane. Um, <laughs> that'd be painful. But also, Sebastian Rivera is getting much bigger. He says he he quote tweeted our rankings tweet. It says I think you meant 157 pound rankings. So watch out, Ryan Deacon. He's uh, so that wrestle off is going to be insane. But no, I don't think he's going up that big. But who knows? Who knows how big these guys are? Do you guys have weight checks, uh, Coach Roper, with your guys? You making sure no one's going off the rails? No, man. That's one thing that you've kind of, or at least what we do, everybody's got to take ownership of their career, right? And you help guys out. You try and give them diet plan the right way. But then there's some things that they have to execute on their own. And, of course, we give them guidelines. We kind of give them man, you need to be around this at this time, especially when school starts back and we get into our preseason. But that's one of the things that we try and get guys to take ownership of. It's just a one, it's really hard to babysit guys and it mm. wears them out when you're constantly checking those things. But yeah. man, for us, there's some things you got to take ownership of and your weight's kind of one of them. Heck yeah. Yeah, I, I never got, I mean, so Coach Smith would obviously check weight during the season, but uh, I know a lot of coaches now check weight in the off season and I don't get that. Cause I'd get I'd get so fat in the summers. I love eating. I'd smash some ice cream. You know, if they try to put me on a diet all summer, I probably would have lost my damn mind. Listen, when when it's wrestling season, I will I will absolutely get down to weight. I will be lean. I will make my weight class without an issue. I will not bounce up and down. But in the summer, let me be fat and happy. <laughs> but Ben Ben, you're like Michael Jordan. You you're pinning twenty six people every year. Go Ben, eat all the corn dogs you want. Uh, I don't care. You can wear whatever you want, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh well, I'm sticking up for the wrestlers of America I I believe you guys should be able to get fat in the summer Now maybe, maybe August, August 1 You guys start dieting a little bit Maybe August 15 at the latest You get a little chunky You just gotta stay within striking distance, right? Yeah Well, right. I, I'm not Well, no, no, no. Ben's like, yeah, no, exactly I Except I didn't <laughs> what's, the, what's the most you've ever weighed, Ben? Well <laughs> I never, I never saw 200 pounds on a scale during my college career. One time in mid July, I was at Fargo camp. I saw 199.4, and I'm like, well, I won't be getting on a scale for any time soon. <laughs> so I didn't get on a scale again until I started my descent. So I might have been 200. When I retired in 2017, uh, I didn't get on a scale until September 1st when I was going to make my diet for Midlands, uh, and I was 208 pounds. And oh, wow. Yeah, I got so obviously I I died, you know, I got down pretty quick. Uh, I was started losing weight very quickly. And this time I retired. Uh, my last time I got on a scale was October 26th, and I still haven't gotten on a scale. Well, you you don't look to be putting on too much weight. You look to be relatively healthy. Well, you know what's awesome is I only really carry it in one area, Christian, and it's right below this area where you can see on camera. <laughs> so I'm good. Right in the boiler. I've, I've got those. 
I've got those genes too, Ben. It's not fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Seriously. Honky dog. What do you what do you make <laughs> of, of Michich teasing oh, yeah. possibly at 141? But he also teased 125. Wait, but yeah, Michich wrestles 125. He's already qualified for the Olympics that way class. Listen, listen, listen. Here's the deal with the Michigan lineup. Joey Silva's calling the shots. So they're gonna <laughs> it'll oh, Joel's to say, Hey, I'm the thirty three, I'm the forty one, and Stefan will have no choice but to fall in line. Yeah, he um, did technically say one twenty five too. Ah, uh, dude, him at twenty five is, is crazy, but it, I mean he makes it routinely. What Yeah, that's that's what, my argument for Dayton too, is the Christian the international weigh in policies are, are essentially the same as the college one now. Right. I think well what would make Michigan better? Stevon twenty five and and Joey thirty three or Medley twenty five, um, Stevon thirty three, Silva forty one or vice versa with those two. I don't know what makes him better because who's going to be there forty one otherwise? Uh, I just uh, looked at the kid Ohio. Who's the kid from Ohio that was really oh Matt one part Drew Matten Matten yeah maybe him. They, they have a, they have a host of they have a host of they have a slew of Mattens. Yeah, there's there's any number of Mattens they could throw it at 141. Uh, no man had Joey Silva in his way too early lineup look. Got it. So Medley meets Silva, but you also have two Mattens that could wrestle there. Yeah, Zach or Drew. Okay, so it'll be hey, interesting. Listen, here's advice from a completely non-biased party: <laughs> Dayton. Me chicks both. Like guys, just focus on freestyle wrestling. Don't even bother NCAA's. Uh, <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Just focus on your gut wrenches. Go yes. win some Olympic and world titles. There you go. Advice from Lee Roper. Totally unbiased source. <laughs> um, unbiased completely. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, your guy Jack Skolarczyk did take down Dayton Fix. That was um, – that's a rare feat. That's something many wrestlers yeah. were, are unable mm-hmm. to accomplish. So, uh, Scud's the man. He's getting a lot better. Excited hey, to watch him. You guys didn't mention Kurt McHenry. What's his deal? I'm just looking at their lineup right now. So, uh, Kurt's interesting. One, he might weigh 122 pounds now, so that is that is big. That, Progress. He has to make weight the other way for him to be able to practice wrestling. Like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't weigh a certain wow. amount, they're like, you have to sit and read a book during practice. Like, they won't let him practice. So, he has to, like, make weight the other way. So, he's starting to get a little bigger. But he has a... He has the option of uh, taking an Olympic still. Oh, so he could yeah. have. And and okay, so the way the way Coach Bourment was describing it, like this year could have counted as the Olympic year for him, and then next year could be his regular redshirt. But now that everything's okay. crazy happened, maybe he gets a, he could do two Olympics. I don't know. But there's some yeah. juggling they could do to where he wouldn't have to be on the bench, or there, it's going to be a it's going to be a scrap between him and and Medley to. To start at twenty, at least another year for him to grow too. Yes, so I think in if they could do it, they would love to like be able to redshirt him another year, let him get a little bit bigger, and then try to throw him in there. But Jack Medley has no interest in uh, giving the giving the spot up. So it'll be it'll be interesting. They got they got a squad. Okay, I want to get into it because mm-hmm. I want to I want to do this thing. So we're in the battle for for state supremacy. We uh we are currently at the Iowa versus New Jersey matchup, which culturally is the most interesting one I think you could <laughs> yes. fathom by far. Yeah. Because you have the perfect intersection of like their d- different kind of vibe, but ridiculous intensity and fervor for their thing. 
Um, and they both think their state is the best and can't be convinced otherwise. So this is going to be a really, really fun matchup. Um, excited to do it. So we're going to start at 125 pounds where b- both these teams are stacked with depth. Uh, yeah. And at 125, our man J.D. Raider went with Barry Davis over Matt McDonough, Terry Brands, Thomas Gilman. <laughs> New Jersey went with Gene Mills over uh, Joe Dubuque and Mike Caruso. Any issues with the starting lineup, Coach Roper? I mean, of course, you can make a case for Terry Brands. He's one of the best to ever do it. But I think if you're just looking at uh, folk style wrestling and what they did in college, you just got to give Barry the nod there. He's one of the best Hawkeyes to ever do it, and that's a really long list. And, uh, man, I I really would have struggled to who to put in the starting lineup here because you know what you're getting out of Brands. You know what you're getting out of Barry. You got both those guys on the bench. You're feeling good at 125 just about every matchup you have. Exactly. Well, what, guys, what about this? What what is up with uh, the state of Iowa not making big people? Because you know this lineup gets a lot thinner as you get all as you go in the upper weights. It's really thin, you know. For twenty five, we got four deep. Iowa doesn't have big people. What's their deal? Yeah, what is? They are kind of they are kind of lean. They're Wisconsin takes I all mean, the big. Wisconsin takes all the big guys. That is true. Our our, our the, lineup only the, has uh, heavy Chevys in it. They, they all move north. They all move north. Heavy you, Chevys. I'm going to use that all the I'm time. I'm that one for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heavy Chevys. Okay. Um. <laughs> but look at but okay, look at Iowa. Their fourth, their fourth string their fourth string is Gilman, world silver medalist, and Corey Clark, NCAA champion. Fourth yeah. string at these lightweight classes. It's crazy. I know, I know. Very good. Very good teams. So, okay. I know a little bit about some of these. Gene Mills versus Barry Davis is a style – clash because gene mills was crazy and yeah wrestled a very weird style um unorthodox barry davis very traditional left side high crotch could go behind give us give us the book on these guys coach roper barry davis one of the best single legs of all time i mean actually for in this duel the two best single legs i've really ever studied barry davis donnie pritzloff you can six one half dozen another who's got the best single leg so you're gonna get a whole lot of singles from barry on a guy that doesn't defend his legs well from gene mills if you haven't watched gene mills wrestle go youtube of his match with gonzalez Mm -hmm. one of the best matches of all time that i've watched you know gene mills with his half I mean, pin record for college wrestling, that dude, man, he really revolutionized top position, put people on their back. A guy I've studied a whole lot. And his neutral style, like you said, is really wild. He'll just dive in. Sucker drag might be his best move from his yes. feet. When, when's the last time you said that about a high-level wrestler, right? Yeah, he literally shoots but, uh, under so he could hit the short drag. So I'm going to give the nod to Barry just from, man, that guy's single legs really hard to stop. And Gene lets people in on his legs a pretty good bit. But, man, there's going to be some points on the board here. Don't pick bottom against Gene Mills, obviously, because you don't want to mess with that half. It's just one of those weird feels. Man, I was his, I was his partner in a clinic one time just because I wanted to feel it. I'm that guy. I always want to feel stuff. Mm-hmm. And my neck was sore for a few days. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. Weird yeah. strength, man. Very weird strength in his wrist. That's interesting. Wow. Um, yeah, you know what I find so funny? So obviously I, I stu- both studied and read up on Gene Mills and Wade Chalice because I thought I could become uh, only the third wrestler to ever get to 100 pins. That was kind of where I was shooting for. 
And it's funny because they both call each other liars about their pins because obviously <laughs> statistics back then weren't kept all that well. And it's funny because they're both saying, no, 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 I have more than Wade. He's lying. And then Wade says, no, Gene is lying. I have more than Gene. Uh, it's really hilarious how they, they go back and forth on that one. Oh, my goodness. Drama. Mm-hmm. I think um, the number I saw for Gene was 113. If that's true, that is a, so many pins. But, man, they what? wrestled like 50 matches back then, so many more matches. Yeah. Oh, really? I yeah, oh, oh, he, he he's officially officially at 106, but I believe he does claim to be higher than Wade Chalice at 107. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny. So okay, I I tend to agree. I I think Barry, the more more fundamental guy, would would win here. Obviously, Mills would have the outside shot, but I'm going with Barry Davis by decision. I'll go Barry Davis by decision. One one of the. I mean, really, one of the best. He was he was a one eighteen pounder, but one of the best one eighteen pounders ever. Three time champion, um, Olympics, uh, world silver medalist, or Olympic silver medalist. World, world silver medalist. Okay, now we're at one thirty three, where we're gonna have Tom Brands, Olympic silver, Olympic silver. Thank you, Thanks. Stephen Kyle Brackett. Appreciate Ber- it. Versus Daryl Burley, two time champ, four time All American. Um. We know plenty about Coach Tom Brands. I don't know a ton about Daryl Burley. Can you educate us, please, Coach Roper? Uh, just think Pat Downey before Pat Downey. That's how he Whoa. wrestled a lot. Overhook position would go like inside leg reap. Man, he just really good upper body and forced guys into a really awkward style. Not very many guys want to wrestle in upper body positions, and he'd really just force them. Didn't get his legs back a whole lot. Would let guys shoot into him, pull him up to his over-under position. That's really where he thrived in, in that over-under. He had a few different ways to score from it. And uh, just one of those weird styles you don't see a whole lot that was way more prominent back in the 80s. Upper body wrestling, mm-hmm. you saw a yeah. lot more of it back in the 80s than you do now. What the heck on? Thoughts, uh, Ben Askren? Daryl Burley was one of those guys who I never really got to see. There's not there's not a lot of footage of him out there, but you know I heard I heard obviously he was really really good. From the clips I've seen, he is kind of awkward, like uh, Coach Roper saying. But you know Tom Brands, oof, I I don't know he's getting over that hump. Yeah, I I feel similarly. Guy and maybe he would Brands would, would take him a little bit to figure out the finishes, but it would seem like over time. That's not a recipe well, for success against Tom Brands. You know who Brands got beat up by in the room all the time that would prepare him for this matchup, right? Who? Old Randy old Lewis? Lubu. Yeah, yeah, good point. Lubu and Burley got right, – am I, am I right, on, right on this one, Roper? From what I've seen at Burley, they have similar styles? Oh, very. That's actually – I didn't think about that comparison. That's a really good comparison. So he's going to be really prepared. Good. He's, he's going to be prepared, therefore – uh, I think Tom Brands would win this. <laughs> Iowa needs so, these lightweights. Uh, Luba would tell me that the brand, neither one of the Brands took him down for like two years in the wrestling room. Can you imagine how mad the Brands would get when Luba would, would taunt them about it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they probably lost their minds. I've heard some crazy stories about Luba, how good he was. Yeah, seriously. He sounds like, yeah, real wild card. Okay, <laughs> so Tom Brands, Tom Brands over Daryl Burley. Lehigh legend. Yeah, a okay. lot of near arm far leg from Brands. I don't. That's gonna be hard to pull up. That shot's gonna. It's gonna fit into Burley pretty well, I think. Yes. Okay, one forty one. Danny Matt Gable versus Kellen Russell. I don't even know if we're allowed to legally discuss this. 
<laughs> you picked against Cable, you were getting tarred and feathered. What can you, even if it's possible, you can't even suggest it. I can't even suggest and, it. It's more dangerous for Roper because he's, he's actually in Iowa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and your, and your wife Gable works at the, amount. your right. wife works at the Dan Gable Museum, oh, which yeah. is actually named after Dan Gable. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know it's hard to figure out, but it is. It I is. know. A lot of people don't think that. <laughs> so you can't, so what's going to get interesting is when Gable has to wrestle someone like Logan or who? Kerry Collad oh, or something. Oh, my gosh. What are we going to do? Johnny. Oh what are we going yeah, oh, yeah. to Oh, no. I guess California Gable. or New York, New New York, York lost. lost oh, but, yeah. New York lost. All due respect to Kellen, give us give us the rundown. Uh, Kellen, give it on uh, Gable. Obviously, we watched a lot of Kellen. Uh, he's the man. But just the thoughts on this matchup, hypothetically, anyways. Well, you know you're getting the duck under out of Russell. When time comes down, really good at controlling where wrestling happens. Uh, very good defensive wrestler. And actually, on your feet, you get a lot the same out of Gable. Uh, from neutral, Gable was – I mean, he was one of the better defensive wrestlers of all time. I mean, everybody talked about dominance and all that, but that really came from top from Gable. He wasn't a neutral dynamo by any means. Of course, he wasn't bad there. He's one of the better guys to have ever wrestled for his time. But, uh, man, Gable's dominance really came from top and getting into yeah. his arm bars and really wearing guys out. And, uh, man, I, I think that's what wins the match for Gable. And I'm going to side with Gable just from his competitiveness. He's one of the ultimate competitors I mean, we've talked about Jordan a lot in the documentary. Ben, you've talked about it too, about how much you care about winning. That really, it doesn't matter what the price is, you'll pay it. And I think that's Gable to a T, man. Whatever the price is to win, he's going to pay it. And you go Gable in this one. But it's hard to sort through. I'm telling you, from being in Iowa a lot and just being a wrestling junkie, man, it's really hard to get a clear picture of what Gable was as a wrestler because there's so much folklore about Dan mm-hmm. Gable. Because, of course, man, there's, no, there's not a whole lot of video back then. And you just hear these stories and – you know how stories go as they get passed down. People like to embellish to tell better stories. Yeah. So it's hard to know what's real about Gable when he was a competitor and what is turned into folklore. But man, there's a lot of history around that guy. Man, he's just really revered. How many Gable names there are in Iowa? It's just crazy. Yeah. Oh, gosh, my uh, my dad. All- my dad didn't know anything about wrestling, really, but he knew Dan Gable, and he would always tell me how he would mow the lawn with a backpack full of bricks, and he just thought that was so awesome. <laughs> Wait, that happened? I don't. According to my dad, it's, it's probably he's just contributing to the folklore. Knowing Gable, he probably did it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard him tell the story <laughs> that... about mowing the lawn and ankle weights. That's that's the story I've heard him tell. Well, I, you didn't ask about the backpack. I will next time I see him. I'll ask him. <laughs> So okay, Gable over Kellen Russell by uh, we'll we'll give uh, Kellen was tough to score on, so we'll give him the decision. That's going to be a low scoring match, I think. Really right. low scoring. Kellen yeah. was Kellen's go behinds were like so fast. Yeah, I mean that's that's another one where if we're talking Dan Gable from 1970 versus versus 2012 Kellen Russell, Gable's going to have if we if we literally time warp that person, right. that person's going to have a hard time. If you, if you give Dan Gable training in 2012 or if you put Kellen Russell in 1970, it's probably a, a different story. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, next up, I, I watched a Tim Krieger match in my life, one. He, but him over Bill Cole, that seems like a, a an interesting interesting choice by J.D. Versus Darian Caldwell uh, over at Zach Esposito for Team New Jersey. I want to take issue. Can I take issue with the New Jersey choice? No. Really? <laughs> no, I just love I, Caldwell. 
Well, listen, Esposito, I, I, I could be swayed either way. I'm going to go, I'm saying like 55% to 45% on this one. Darren Caldwell, obviously love him, but Zach Esposito was awesome. He was a great game planner. Uh, and I think he would have been able to keep his composure under the craziness that was Darren Caldwell. And man, I feel like I would lean towards Esposito a little bit in this one. I'm, yeah, I'm with it on that. And I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually nomad it and I'll tell you how the match goes. So crazy oh, ball yeah. match, oh, high yes. scoring, nine to nine overtime match. <laughs> Caldwell starting to get a little bit tired. And that's man, when he's, when he's not cutting a whole lot of weight, that dude doesn't get tired. They end up in a flurry Espo inside trip for the win in overtime. Woo. Oh my gosh. He got inside tripped. <laughs> That dude had a crazy good inside trip, man. So yeah, good. Dang it. Well, I just really think Caldwell's like peak peak Caldwell was um something like we haven't seen. But he only really was like at his absolute best on a couple occasions, really. We never really saw that was something he really had a hard time sustaining. Um mm-hmm. I could go either way. I, I would prefer Caldwell, just like at his apex kind of thing, but um, certainly Zach would be a more consistent competitor. But what do we know about Tim Tim Krieger? So Tim Krieger is actually like Darian Caldwell a lot. Really, really, really? athletic. I mean, inc- yeah, very hard. Just go watch his finals match with Heffernan. I That's bet Heffernan's I in on like 10 or 11 single legs. That match, was kind, of, of, that match was kind of BS. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, oh. it's a wild match. Heffernan kind of got hosed a little bit. It's a wild match, man. It's one that's talked about a lot. And, uh, man, Krieger's one of those guys, for how good he was, it doesn't get talked about a lot. Actually, a lot of those guys that came through Iowa State at that time, they just had a – man, they had some really good guys. It got overshadowed a little bit. But in the state of Iowa, man, for the guys that were around that time, they talk about how good Krieger was and just one of the best to do it. So I think you're going to see a lot of exciting positions in this matchup because you know Caldwell's going to throw the kitchen sink at him. That's his style. Oh, yeah. And then – Krieger being able to match his athleticism and balance, man, it's it's a coin flip to me. It really is. And it's one of those things because wrestling was a lot different in the 80s, so it's kind of hard to put him to today. But I'm going to go Caldwell in a really, really close decision. I think it's – man, you could go either way with this. It's going to be mm-hmm. about a 50-50 split. I, um, I'll mix it up. I'll go against Roper. I'll I'll say a uh, little old man strength. Krieger Krieger gets it done for the Cyclones. Yeah, I, I feel bad picking on this one because I I you know I've seen very very little of Tim Krieger. Obviously that that's past my era. Um, I, I'll go Darren Caldwell just from familiarity's sake. All right, Kyle. Yeah, I'm gonna take Caldwell as well. All right, Caldwell, Ooh. your winner. Jersey is on the board, and here comes Jordan Ernest Burrows. Versus Jim Zaleski. Dude, if we pick against Burroughs, is he coming back on the show? Because if so, I'm definitely picking against him. <laughs> then are you going to have Zaleski come on and explain why he would have won? So listen, uh, uh, you know, Zaleski, he's done coaching. So, you know, he after I won my second NCAA title in 2007, you know, he, he was tipping back a few in the hotel. And he was harassing me because I only won 87 straight matches and he won 89. So, Ooh. yeah, so, you know, he was coming at me, and I was, I was, just, I was playing with I was poking him, I was harassing him, and he wanted, to, he wanted to lock up with me. He wanted to go body lock. <laughs> oh my, these guys, man, yeah. they, they really, yeah, I, that's not surprising with how, how good these guys were. But are, are we allowed to pick? Uh, man, 
Well, tell us about Jim Zaleski's style. 89 he was really in a row. good. He was yeah, really right? good. Yes. He's one of the most underrated guys that, that I've heard talked about, man. He was he kind of started really that dominance in Iowa and was really the first poster boy for what people know as Iowa wrestling now. Zaleski was the man. Post double leg, he liked to really crowd guys and really had an incredible double. So it's funny to talk about that's kind of what Burroughs is known for, even though I mm-hmm. think he's transitioned out of that and that's not his strongest thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Man, it's really going to come down for me is where the match happens. And man, I really thought about this one a lot, a whole lot. Like really broke it down probably too much in my head. And I was split for a long time until I came to Uh-oh. the fact that, in my opinion, Burroughs is one of the best guys to control space. I think that's what makes him really good, especially on the edge of the mat. So I think Zaleski's going to have trouble crowding him enough to consistently get off his post double. And Jordan's going to keep enough space because his double takes a, it needs a little bit more room to fire it off. So that's why I give Burroughs the nod. But as far as what they did in college, for me, this is razor close match. Zaleski could win it, not a bit surprised one bit. But I'm going to give Burroughs the nod just from he's the one of the best guys at controlling space I've ever seen. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go contrarian. And so since – I didn't do this. I didn't do this, Christian. You did this. This is Jordan Burroughs at 157 pounds, which means this is 2009 Jordan Burroughs, who is a junior in college, who had two razor-close decisions with Michael Chandler. Oh, here we go uh, with the and, Chandler match again. Jeez. Listen, I watched them with my own eyes. I was there. They wrestled right there a few feet away from me. I saw the matches, Christian. This is 2009 Jordan Burroughs. Not 2011 Jordan Burroughs. I'm picking Jim Zaleski. Jimmy Z, baby. Oh my gosh, you! What is up with you? Just picking against? You're just you're just like the prod Jordan. It's 2009 Burroughs. It's not 2011. Don't get it twisted. You Two, guys split 150 pounds. You're getting it twisted currently. When you look at what Jordan did to that that bracket was insane in 2009. It had him, uh, Lean, Poeta, Gillespie. So that's like how many three times champs did it have in it? Um, j- just, uh, yeah, none of those. <laughs> Not even counting Burroughs. All right, um, and you're making me mad. Um, you should pick Zaleski. Do it, Piles. No. Do it. Come on. Come uh, on. D- Bracky, you pick. I'm taking Bracky, Jordan come Burroughs. To- oh, come to the dark side. Pick Jim <laughs> JB. JB. Sorry. Oh, geez. Sorry. Ben, I oh. really... I really was almost with you, man. Until I thought about the space thing, I was probably going to lean Zaleski because, man, I had to throw out Jordan Burroughs as an international wrestler, and we all know there's another level of that, right? So really looking at him in college, if I wouldn't have thought about the space thing, I would have gone Zaleski. All right, all right. Let me me talk you into it. Fretwell, let me talk you into it real quick. (laughs) Oh, my God, I call you Fretwell. Uh, It's okay. People do it all the time. I get kicked off the podcast. Okay, so let me talk you into it, Coach Roper. Uh, in 2007, this, or sorry, 2009, this is maybe February, Michael Chandler oh my ties gosh. it up. He ties it up. <laughs> he takes down Jordan Burroughs with like 13 seconds left to tie up the match. Okay. Three to three. It's three to three. There's only like 13 seconds left and he didn't ride him out. Dude, he that's didn't like ride him out. How he epic is that? Up. 13 seconds left. And then he didn't ride him out. Tell me, Jimmy Zaleski's riding this man out. There wasn't even a drop down rule back then. How do you not ride the guy out for thirteen seconds? Just drop down, I, grab the man's ankles. I love you, Michael Chandler. That's the hardest. That's, that's the Jordan Burroughs difference there. It really is. It really is. That's kind of what makes him special. But Jimmy Z's riding him out. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. All right, so our next 165 pounds. Um, Damn it. Michael Chandler versus Jim Zaleski. Let's break it down. <laughs> because one time, Michael Chandler got really, really close no, to No, twice. No, 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 twice, twice. Because then in the, big, in the Big 12 Finals, in the Big 12 Finals, Michael Chandler takes him down right off the bat, and he rode him out. He rode him out for two minutes and 40 seconds, Christian. Mm-hmm. And in the last 15 seconds of period one, he gives up both an escape and the takedown. Wow. Oh, come on. Plus How do you G. do that? You know you know what's funny, Ben? All these Michael Chandler references, it, it makes me remember. So back in 2010, 2011, the, the, it, it comes out, Burroughs is going 65. And all anyone is talking about is Burroughs Howe, Burroughs Howe. And everyone yeah. – mm-hmm. it, was, it was really split, right? And yeah, I, was, I, I was team Howe because of the Michael Chandler matches. I was like, this matches went this way. You've got a better a better version of it with Andrew Howe, tenacious hand fighter. Mm-hmm. Howe's gonna mm-hmm. win. Howe's gonna win this. And then Midlands happened, and I never I never picked picked Howe again. Um, and I don't know. Did you I, ever pick against Burroughs again? I don't think I ever did. I literally so don't been, think I've ever picked against him since. Then. You've been scarred, and that's why you can't pick Jimmy's. Now last Jordan game. hates you for admitting you were Team Howe, though. <laughs> In 2010, <laughs> he's gonna come on and yell at me for my thought. Uh, ten years ago, it was just a thought. Oh my god! You know what the best thing about the uh, Michael Jordan thing was when he made shit up. That was so awesome. How about when he made up that the other guy talked trash to him just so he could party on him the next night? That's amazing. That was so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. All right, Bro- Royce Alger. He would probably make up that someone said something about him so he could deliver oh, yeah. beating. Versus Donnie Pritzloff, um, who Ben Askren beat. And who Lee Roper thinks had one of the best singles ever. What made Donnie's single so excellent, Coach Roper? Uh, probably the efficiency he had of getting to his feet and finishing. Because um, he, he had a little bit different penetration. Uh, he stayed a little bit more square. He wouldn't open his hips up quite as much as you see a lot of guys do. But he was just so efficient at getting up to his feet and finishing mm-hmm. from like C-step position. Uh, there's a lot of run the pipe. There's a lot of different names to call it. Man, he was really good at it. Watch that guy's single leg a whole lot because my single's awful. So needed a lot of work in that when I started coaching. Ben, give give your thoughts on, on Coach Pritzloff as a yeah. competitor. Well, he, he actually – he actually beat me a bunch of times in the right. beginning, and then I, and then I didn't beat him much. Uh, he was he. Uh, listen, I'm gonna throw him under the bus. He was kind of dirty. He bit me one time, poked me in the eyes a whole bunch. You know, when you were go when you wrestle Donnie Pritzloff, you're, you're gonna be in a dog fight. So I said, all right, let's let's do this thing. You but, chewed you know, on him. You chew on him back or what? I don't think I ever bit him back, but I would have if I had to. Michael Chandler would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, I, you know what? I this is another one where Pritzloff was really, really, really good. I never got to see Royce, so you know I've heard stories that he w- he was a freaking beast, and obviously he beat Kevin Jackson a whole bunch in college. Did not after college, but did during college. So I feel like Royce is that pick here more dominant for his era. Although I could be swayed, and Donnie Pritzloff was awesome also. So you picked neither, or. Uh... No, I picked Alger. I picked Alger. Sorry. Oh, you got yeah. Alger? Okay, got it. Um, I'm going to go – man, I think I'm going to go Pritzloff here. It's interesting. This is the – Yeah. This is the scrap to me. Call the police right now. Like, this is the <laughs> – like, 100%. Is... Like, these are two What's... guys that brawl. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. pr- there might not be a better brawler in a wrestling match than Royce Alger. Just, man, so much horsepower, so much pressure – 
incredible. You're not going to deny his underhook. He's getting there and you've got to wrestle out of that position. Like, like he said in the document, there's going to be blood down there, right? There's going to be blood mm-hmm. on the mat with these guys. And, and this what's, is the what's Royce going to do? What's Royce going to do when Donnie pokes him in the eye? <laughs> Poke him back. Cause I'm pretty sure yeah. Royce had no problem getting dirty in a match, watching how he wrestled. That's fine, man. You want to make it a fight? That's probably better for him. Mm-hmm. This one brought to you by Three Stooges. Um, <laughs> man. Well, he would do. Chris, I'll show you how he would do it. It was pretty sneaky. You want me to tell you about it? Tell me. And Do- Donnie can get mad if he wants, but this happened on several occasions. He would post, right? He would post. He would post, and then he'd slip his thumb down right off your forehead. Boom! Right there. Poke it and then go. Well, rubbing is I'm racing, st- as they say. Yeah. I'm stealing that one. Park, 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 Parker's in trouble now. I'm going to get snake down. I'll be poking him in the eyes all day. Oh, yeah. oh, you know the one I always did that I learned from? Uh, the, the dirtiest, dirty one of them all is Dennis Sargush. The dirtiest ever. Oh, yeah. This man, you know you know what he did to me? And I, I did this to Jake Rosh because I thought he had the chance of being a cadet world team. I wanted him ready for the Russians. He would go, hair pull, single leg. So, I, you know, Jake had the long, I'd pull the hair in single leg. Sargus pulled my hair out. And I know he, what, he ripped Jordan Burroughs singlet. I think he ripped Keith Gavin singlet. He would do, he would pull anything he could get a hold of in Dude, single leg. Against Godarzi, he pulled the strap over, <laughs> over his that. head. Yes. He had yes. the one, like the toga yes. singlet because he, yes. Dennis Sargush is maybe so the most prolific cheater in wrestling history. Yes. Not only did he do it, his entire career, he did it against the greats. He cheated against Jordan, against Goddard. He's just—he only yes. cheated. He's a huge cheater. He's <laughs> my—he, I think he really is my least favorite wrestler ever. I really think he I'm, is. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Find Pals, someone who were, cheated better. You were a wrestling forum warrior back in the day, like I was. You remember the Golden Pylon Award that was given out that was named after Zargoosh? Yes, yes. On the uh, yeah, I do remember that. He is the, the rest. Guy. The wrestling talk back on back in the days of that forum. Yeah, Best. I can't think of anyone who cheated more than Sargush. I mean, yeah. literally, he pulled my hair out. He ripped singlets. Yeah, he he was filthy. Yeah, I remember after you interviewed him. That's why you started getting cornrows, right? Yeah, I started getting cornrows because he said of, some uh, Russian fool pulled my hair out. <laughs> uh, how about when he holds Jordan's leg up though, and he just literally Jordan's knee is hurt. And he just keeps trying to hurt it as bad as he can. That was so filthy. Yeah, he's he is he's the worst. Sargush is the worst. I'm one of my uh, big regrets. I don't know if it's a regret because it's not like I had anything to do with it, but like I wish he'd made the team in in fifteen when Burroughs was coming mm. back and Nakadoya, so he could have got that redemption. Because then t- yeah. you know he just kind of stopped. Really, I think he tried to make a couple teams, then he's kind of faded away as they they weirdly tend to do in Russia. It's just like okay, your time's done, yeah. and you're not really in the mix anymore. You don't see him again. Man, go go look at 74 kilos back in those days for Russia. Man, they had a string for – I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. when mm-hmm. Satiev's there for a while, he's going to lock it down. But so many good guys come through then. Yeah, didn't – was – who was the – oh, Godoyev was the collateral damage in the 20 – what was it? 2012 Olympic trials, right, When the with the riot. Because Godoyev should have beaten mm. Satiev – that's yes. when Russian nationals had the, the banner. They had the banner before the tournament started for Sargus for Saitiev. And then <laughs> <laughs> before the tournament started. So they, Godoyev, who is about that life and really, really good, like uh-huh. should have beaten Saitiev, but 
He doesn't because it's Russia, and they they, they had the banner. They already they we already paid for this banner, guys. We paid for the banner. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of egg on our faces if we don't get this final. So he doesn't get it. If there's, you a, wanna, there's a riot. If you want to watch blatant cheating, go watch that match. This like he'll get a takedown, and they're like, no, no score, no nope, <laughs> <no>, stand up. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I, yeah, yeah. There's a fight. It's it was a real real mess. Wait, so okay. <laughs> Somehow we ended up there. So oh, yeah. Sargush wins the match, right? So Sargush, <laughs> yes. Sargush over uh, Alger. <laughs> uh, so no, I have Pritzloff. Um, did you make a, a pick, Coach Roper? I'm still torn. I'm going Alger. I don't know why. Whew. To be honest, I don't know. I'm going Alger. Okay, I'm gonna go with Pritzloff. I think he has the offense to get it done. Does that make it two-two? Or did I? I called Alger. Oh, it's 2-2. Two, two. What do we do? What? Where's Nomad. My, Nomad's been watching. Nomad's watching. All right, we'll wait for Nomad. While we wait for Nomad, we'll go to 174, where we got Chris Campbell, a guy I've heard so much about and have watched yeah. so little of, but he, the dude is like a total legend, one of one of Gable's faves, versus Jay Borschel. So this is actually Iowa Hawkeye on Hawkeye crime here. Campbell's from New Jersey, Jay Borschel, um, Linmar High School. I don't. I, I think any Hawkeye. I think if you asked even Hawkeyes, this is a hundred percent Chris Campbell, zero percent Jay Borschel, unfortunately. Because I mean, zero there, there's percent. People, zero percent. Uh, there, zero, even Jay Borschel says, "Oh my gosh, I, I, I done. I give it to Chris Campbell." Jay Borschel says it because listen, if you listen to Hawkeyes talk, uh, we talked about Tom Brands, we talked about Barry Davis, talked about Jim Zelensky, how great they were. There's a lot of them that say Chris Campbell was the best one in the room. Yeah. I mean, th- th- those are the stories about Chris Campbell. What what can you tell us yeah. about him, uh, Coach Roper? Uh, man, that's I've heard the same thing. I, I I've had some great opportunities to sit and talk with Gable. Just really fortunate the people I'm around, and man, ask them the question: Who's the best guy you've ever coached? And think about all the guys. Yes, McElravey, Will. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't even a pause. He's like Chris Campbell. Oh it's not even. Gosh. It wasn't even a pause for him. And, man, if you watch him wrestle, you'll really see why. He could do it all. Incredible defense. Man, had some kind of scramble ability to him. He could improvise pretty well. Just so good off the elbow. He would go inside reach to a single. A lot of times standing on his feet, he wouldn't hit a knee on it just because he didn't need to. And he'd throw in duck unders and be explosive when he needed to. He really – if you go watch the guy wrestle, you'll be amazed how good he was. And then from that, go look and see how old he was when you were watching him. But, like, this dude's 40 years old, and he's still one of the best wrestlers so in the crazy. world. So crazy. Just, man, incredible, incredible wrestling talent. If you haven't watched Chris Campbell wrestle, go do some digging on YouTube. He's one of the all-time greats. Man, okay. Um, I feel like we're contractually obligated to say Chris Campbell now. Yeah. yeah also, I are. have a pick from uh, the wrestling oh. man. Oh, who's he got? He has Royce Alger. Boom! Iowa hey! responds! <laughs> So that's a big, said, that's a huge for Iowa. He said Alger Silver, Pritzloff Bronze, Royce. <laughs> there you uh, go. Nice. So I think, I feel like who's winning right now? I don't even know what the team's Iowa, Iowa after Campbell is 12 9. Whoo. So wait. Um, yep, 12 9 in favor of Iowa. Campbell narrows it as we go to 184. We will have Eric Volker for Iowa. Two, two-time champ, three-time AA, taking on Miles Martin, a champ and a four-time AA for Ohio State Man. from New Jersey. Okay. I don't, I don't know anything about Eric Volker, so Roper's going to have to fill us in. Uh, I think 
big old Iowa farm boy. Cause oh, yeah. I don't even know. I really, I'm, I'm going off memory here, so I could be way wrong, but I don't even know if Volker won a state title or maybe if he did, he only won one and he got to college and man really got, got good. He was a single leg right side, I believe ankle pick a, a decent amount, but really didn't attack a whole lot which is probably going to make the match with Martin a lot easier because Martin's got some of the best reattacks that we've seen, right? Great mm-hmm. footwork, cuts angles really well. But that guy that keeps things close, they can give Martin's fits. So this, because of style, man, it's going to be a really close match, and it's going to come down to who wins on the map. That's why I get it to me. I call it a 100% draw on your feet. Um, I don't know if there's a takedown in the match just because Volker's going to keep it pretty close to the chest. It comes down to the mat game. Miles, I always thought was super underrated on the mat and from top in particular. I, he, I remember his true freshman year. He had some tough, tough rideouts in some big matches. I think maybe against Weatherspoon. Um, I can't remember who, but he he could ride uh, um, against pretty, pretty against well. us one time. Foster and the consolation. They had a good scrap. Yeah, Foster yeah. sophomore year. Yeah, I'm sure you you probably scattered him a ton for for Drew. Um, probably thought that's who you were going to see in the final that year oh yeah i mean you didn't see didn't see that coming for sure holy cow not at all um man i'm going miles martin here if the difference is the mat i i think he's he was really good there i mean give me give me volker i'm going volker yeah i i feel like we got to pick volker since miles didn't win it as a senior volker had two titles what are you what? Get, what are you gonna do? Oh, you took Miles. Yeah. I don't care if Miles didn't win. He was so good. I'm taking Miles. Okay, we need we Nomad need... again. Oh man, two and two. Shout out, shout out, Greg Martin, the Mac Man. Mac Man. That dude's awesome. Him and Tariq Wilson dancing in, in Cleveland. That was so awesome. NCAA's was like all time, all time memory. Um, all right, so we'll wait for our 184 result, which could potentially tie this tie this up. Okay, going to 197. Oh, my gosh, Damian Hahn has entered the chat. He's taken on Kyvin Gadsden. Damian Hahn, um, total legend out of New Jersey. Uh, give, us, give us some of your thoughts on this one, Coach Roper. Well, I'm going to make – I'm going to try and get a lineup change here and go Lee Fullhart. And, man, I love Gadsden. I was going to say the exact same thing. Oh man. Get to be around Gadsden a lot, man. There's no better person on the planet. And of course he's a, a great wrestler and a Waterloo legend where so many great wrestlers have come out of. But man, I I'm going I'm I want to put Lee Fullhart in here. Guy's got some wins over Sanderson. There's not many guys that have that. Yes. Right? I agree. Yeah, he it, and um J D I think even he went back and forth on this one. I forget what his actual rationale was but yeah he um um okay we can yeah all right fine it's lee full art versus damian hahn now we changed it sorry kyvin i don't know why you guys are picking on him but um all right he, he did pin got he did beat kyle snyder twice and pinned him once in the ncaa finals i know it was a while ago but you know what okay lee full art beat kale in freestyle therefore um i think he beat him multiple times didn't he didn't he roper yeah, no, he, I'm pretty sure he beat him twice because that's what I was actually yeah. talking about when I first got on. That there's not, I don't know if anybody else that I can think of has multiple wins over Sanderson. Okay, I can't well, think of yeah. it. Yeah, it, I mean, reading JD's article, it was all about he beat Kyle Snyder multiple times that year, and then Snyder would go on to win worlds. Yeah. Oh, but here's the thing for Jordan Burroughs, 
His international debt didn't factor in with his 157, but it does for, for Lee Fullhart. You got to play it both ways, Ref. That's a, that's a good that's Okay, a good point. well, I don't know enough about Lee Fullhart's college career. Let me – who did he beat in the finals? I don't know. Um, oh, who was it? He wrestled the guy from Minnesota quite a bit. I know they had a bunch of scraps. Ag- Damian Hahn. No, no. Kading. John Kading. Uh, he beat John Kading. No. I can was that who it was? I wasn't thinking Kading, but think I could so. have been wrong. Well or maybe Tim Hartung? There's no way to know. Hartung. That's that's who I was thinking. Him and Hartung, I know. It looks like Kading. I'm pretty sure. Kading? Yeah. From Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who are you guys gonna freaking pick? Because Damian Hahn huh. was an absolute monster. Let's if see, it's Fullheart, I gotta think about it a little bit. If it's Gadsden, wow. I'm gonna go Han. I'm pretty sure. I think. Yeah, I did. So Fullheart wanted the sophomore, so he took fourth, then he won it, then third, then second. I didn't realize that. Hmm. Wow. I'm taking Damian okay. Han. I'm taking Damian Han against either Full uh, Fullheart or uh, Gadsden. Tell a quick story about Damien, man. He was, uh, when I first got into wrestling and got crazy about it, man, so you look for wrestling and like like Sports Illustrated, right? And I remember one of the first times I saw a wrestler in Sports Illustrated, he was in the faces in the crowd mm-hmm. and just how big of a phenom he was in high school and, man, beating really good guys already. Man, that was a guy I was like, man, I want to be this good one day. Mm-hmm. And so I watched him wrestle a whole bunch all the way through. And, man, just tremendous talent. Great in a lot of different positions. When I was thinking about it, I was like, man, what was Damian Hahn really good at? He was just good in a lot of places. He's just a really mm-hmm. good wrestler. Yeah. The pride of Lakewood, New Jersey. Um, okay. So going back to our, our tiebreaker, Nomad took Miles Martin. Oh, my gosh. So that tied it at 12. And then – Damien won, correct? I took Damien. Yeah, I'm taking Damien as well. So, yeah, New Jersey's up 15 to 12, oh heading to heavy. Oh, and here comes geez, Steve Mako. Oh, my gosh. Steve Mako versus Wars Tolly music. Thompson. Or, with, or Joel Greenlee. <laughs> He's trying to get Greenlee in the lineup. Listen. Listen, you need a man big enough to go up against Mako. That's a good point. I mean, Thompson's pretty dang big himself. <laughs> but <laughs> Tolly Thompson does have a zip code, so that helps. <laughs> Um, uh, I think we got we gotta go Tolly here. Thoughts on this this matchup, uh, Coach Roper? Uh, it's an interesting one because you're really gonna get into a guy that's a lot of leg attack and Tolly. Man, he he really is one of the best leg attack and heavyweights that I've I've really studied. And man, he's a guy that really came into his own later in his career. Just I mean, I don't even I can't remember if Tolly won a state title in high school or not. But man, he got to Nebraska and really started to shine, and then especially international really did well too. But it's Mako, right? Mako's one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. And you want to talk about hype coming out of high school? It might be one of the most. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug talks about man like the recruiting buzz around Mako, and it was just one of the times that recruiting got crazy over a guy. Mako's my age. I just remember the fear everybody had in him. When that dude walked out on the mat at senior nationals, it was like the match was over. Like he already won. There's a lot of fear around that guy. But this is going to be a good scrap because Tali not backing down from anybody. But man, I just got to go Mako. It's hard to pick against him against any heavyweight, especially when you're talking about college days. He's just, man, he's one of the best guys to do it. And uh, I think you got to go Mako here, at least in my opinion. But good competitive match. Going to be a scrap. Yeah, 
it's it's really interesting what you said there because man uh, at least in our era roper and i think we're well besides bracky we're all relatively the same age um Hall, Damian Hahn and Steve Mako had the most hype around them. I don't remember anyone that was even close to those two in the, in that time era. Do you? No, the only person I would compare to it, but it was different in a way, was Simmons. And it just came from how many people he pinned mm. in a row and all that. So there was some yeah. hype around him, but not at the same level of, of Mako and Damian. Like, they were just yeah. beating really good guys already, and Nick was just from how many people he pinned. Yeah. That, I, I, jer- yeah, that Jersey I, hype train, too. It doesn't hurt. Just, just imagine if they would have had Rutgers and they both would have been able to stay at the rack. Oh, my gosh. That would have been wild. Yeah. That so, would have been wild. I'm, I'm going Mako. Go for it. I'll go Tolly Thompson. Oh, come on, pile. <laughs> you can't have Mako come up there and foot sweep you like he did Spay. <laughs> 24 times. Uh, 24 times. All right, and who you got? Mako. There we go. Uh, I was at... Oklahoma State when they did the flow film interview with Espo for the Mako thing and talking about his recruitment it was hilarious he you know he roomed with Espo and they had <clears throat> this is before like all the kids had cell phones and they had just a phone in the room and he's like I had already committed to Oklahoma State so people had stopped calling for me he's like but everyone was still trying to get Steve and he waited till super late in the process to make his decision he's like he'd have like j-rob and zaleski and all these coaches calling and espo would answer the phone and he'd be like hey mako it's j-rob or zaleski and he's like ah tell him i don't want to talk right now like he just <laughs> he did not enjoy it whatsoever and did not want to deal with it so with the mako win he seals the deal new jersey over iowa and they move on and now and now I'm looking for a new job. They just kicked me out of the state. <laughs> then I got to come up to Wisconsin. You got 19 AWAs. I need a job, man. <laughs> he just betrayed his own state. Um, no, you, you, yeah, you, you did Iowa he's justice. no longer welcome. No, you Definitely did a good no job. Definitely no longer welcome. Before we go on to the next one, um, I, I tweeted that um, we have a cool announcement we wanted to make on FRL. Um, so we have a video we're going to show. But before, I just want to tee it up. We've done the, the hometown heroes the last couple of years here at Flow where we, we honor coaches that have had massive impacts on athletes and communities. And uh, I, I'm sure everyone uh, listening has had a, can think of that coach that, that had a huge impact on their life. And we know that it's from mentorship to actually being that father figure or, or that you know kids need, coaches – are so important and so we're bringing it back um we have a video to show i'll give some more details on it but tyler go ahead and play that what makes a good coach no ego he's here for the athletes not for himself not just worried about winning and losing but worried about growth as a person growth as a young man being there for him through thick and thin and setting them up for reaching their dreams what makes a good coach to me is definitely one that finds that inner fire. Your business isn't done. Do you understand? Those inner things that push you to the limit. A little setback doesn't stop you from being who you are and defining what we set out to do. And you take a kid who's willing to soak everything up and listen to what you have to say. Great things can happen. There's a starting, there's a beginning, and it always starts with that coach. Do you know a coach who has made a massive impact on their program and community? Nominate them to become the 2020 Flow Wrestling Hometown Hero, and they can win up to $20,000.
help make a difference in your coach's life like they made in yours. To announce some of the details around that, uh, you can nominate your coach today. Um, we're going to post that video. Bracky's going to put it in the uh, in the show notes. We're going to run it soon. And you nominate your coaches. Explain why they should be the 2020 hometown hero. Uh, the winner will win $20,000. And we'll select five total uh, finalists. So $20,000 to the winner, $5,000 for the first runner-up, and the next three runner-ups get $2,000. So really excited about this and um, to show – you know our appreciation for coaches and the huge impact they have on on our sports. We're we don't really have a sport without the coaches and, and the leaders that we have in this sport. So good voiceover, dude. Hey, hey, thanks. My my voiceover <laughs> debut. I actually d- had to do that like twelve different times because I either me or someone else kept messing up. So um, thank you. That was big. Uh, so cool. Happy to announce that. Please nominate your coaches. We want to give them some cash money. Now, we got to move on. Let's do um, – we got the, – the semis are set. PA versus New Jersey, Cali versus Ohio. Do you guys have a preference on which one we do first? Uh, I think PA versus Jersey is better. Let's say that for a second. Okay. Cali versus Ohio. Here we go. Cool. We'll get some new fresh names into it, we'll, and we'll revisit the Jersey guys later this show. So now we've got – Starting at 125 pounds, Stephen Abbas versus Nathan Tomasello. Now, remember, Ohio pulled the seeding upset over Team Oklahoma to get to this point. So mm-hmm. they're riding quite a heater, let me tell you. But <laughs> if you're looking for some, some momentum to sustain, you don't want to have to wrestle Stephen Abbas, who is maybe the best 125-pounder ever. Um, give us a little more of the rundown here and your thoughts on this matchup, uh, Coach Roper. I talked about Abbas before, man, and I just, he's one of my favorite guys, so it's hard to be unbiased about it. But I really think he presents a lot of the problems that really gave Tomasello fits, man. If you can kind of get outside of Tomasello's box where he's really good and make it a little bit more out of improvisation, make his finish, man, Tomasello is so good at finishing quick on his high crotch. If you can just extend that finish a little bit, you got a chance to win that position. And man, Abbas is just one of those guys. Man, I hope I hope they, they make it through and they wrestle PA because I want to talk about that matchup against PA at one twenty five. That's oh man, that's gosh. that maybe that might be the matchup I want to see the most out of those two guys. But I'm Abbas here all day long, and um, man, it, it's going to be hard for Tomasello to beat him in my opinion. Is this a is this flirt with bonus points? Mm-hmm. I was going I was going Abbas by major. I could back that up, man. That's hard. Tomasello, man, I love that guy. I just love what he stands for, the way he wrestles. So it's Same hard for here. me to go there, but I could I could get behind a major. I really could. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I, I kinda I mean, we've seen that NATO as tough as he was, we'd we'd seen him get bonus. Abbas maybe one of the best. I I'll say Abbas by decision. Yeah, I, I think decision too. All right, we'll, we'll, so wait, we'll, so wait, 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 we're tied here. We have two majors and two decisions. Did we go to right. Nomad for the decision oh on the major? Gosh. Nomad's going bonus points. I, I almost guarantee it. All right, so we'll get that. We'll get bonus point clarification on this one as we go to one thirty-three, where we will have Alan Freed versus Eric Guerrero, three-time champ, four-time AA. Freed, one-time champ, three-time AA. Um, Freed started starting over Jim Jordan of note, who was a two-timer. 
Uh, and so yeah, both Oklahoma State Cowboys, too. Oh, yes, Good point. Good point. Hmm. Thoughts on this matchup? Freed at his absolute best, healthy against Guerrero. That's going to, man, a really 50-50 for me. Uh, who's going to get to their leg attack more? Is Guerrero getting to his high crotch or is Freed getting to his inside reach? And that's not Guerrero's good defensive side. He's way better on his right leg than his left. Obviously. I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go Guerrero here and just the closest margin you can have, man. I, I, that's a tough one for me. In in the ways oh. to win department, would Guerrero have more cuz that's kind of how I envision it. I think so. Yeah. I'm going EG. I'm going Guerrero. You know what's so funny? I can just envision, we talk about the competitiveness. I can just envision Eric Guerrero sitting in his house and Roper saying he's got better defense on his right leg than his left. And Guerrero going, that's, that's crap. That's crap. That's I can true. defend my left leg. Come on. That's they're not both, true. They're both my best legs. Uh, Nomad went with bonus points for Abbas, by the way. So. Could, be a, could be a key yeah. bonus point. So it's now 7-0. Oh, my gosh. California. All right, so we went Guerrero over Alan Freed. Now, here's here's Ohio's response. Logan Steber, four-time champ, taking on Jerry Abbas, four-time AA. And for me. I got Steber. No now, bonus. No bonus. Bonus no. for Abbas. Steber made one of the most prolific bonus point scorers ever. He, can't, he didn't bar him up. Jerry Abbas ain't getting barred. Sorry. <laughs> Coach Roper. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. I just I can't see him getting bar clawed to for to some back points, but I think Steber gets to a single, hits those cutbacks. Abbott's gonna make a few interesting. He's gonna out scramble them, so you're gonna have a little back and forth on their feet. And I think because Abbas has got a takedown or two against Steber in him, I can't go bonus there. So I'm I'm gonna Steber by decision. Steber. Yep, Steber decision. So now seven three. I had uh, Steber by pinfall, but I'm outruled. <laughs> As we go to 149, Adam Tirapelli taking on Dustin Schlater. This is Ooh. this is a tough one. Ooh. I don't know. This is tough. Yes. Well, because they're both they're both pretty conservative. They both I don't want to say mostly defensive, but they're both strong, really strong defensively. So I'm going Schlater two to one on a ride time point. He rides them. Is that is that your go to like tiebreaker <laughs> criteria? Well, I'm just thinking neither one of these guys is gonna take each other down. And actually, my good friend Josh Wagner, when he started turning it on, he lost to Dustin Slayer twice by riding time, and so that was kind of where the idea came from. Everything circles around your Missouri wrestling experiences. <laughs> well, it's what I watched with my own eyes. You know that personal experience is a little more, is a little more powerful. Of course, of course. I know I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's it's what you should look to. Um, I'm going. I'll go the other way. I'll go Tirapelli on this one. By ride time. Yeah, by riding time. <laughs> <laughs> the locked hands. Locked Schlater hands. locked hands. So Schlater made the world team the year before. He comes back, forgets what's happening, and accidentally tries to lock up a guy. Oh my god. I can't oh believe it. Gosh. I couldn't believe it either, Ben, but I, <laughs> it happened. It literally happened. Stephen Kyle Bracken. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Slater. Okay, 2-1. 
I'm I'm Slater. I, I kid you not, Ben. I actually was gonna say by riding time on this. Oh yeah, kid you not. <laughs> but in but while he was trying to get riding time, he's so desperate to maintain that ride, he locked hands, got the clasping. But it was right was, at the end. He dropped down. He forgot. He locked his hands on the ankles. You see, guys forget in that position sometime. I, <laughs> I, I can see that. But he was up by two at the time, so he could afford to drop down and lock hands. So Dustin Schlater, your winner. What is the score? 7-6 seven, now. 7-6 seven, Cali. Yep. Okay, the bonus point looming <laughs> large in this moment. And here comes Lee Kemp. Once again, this man was a three-time NCAA champ. The one time he lost was on a split referee's decision, almost as bad as a ball draw. He's taking on, my gosh, this match, if it could really have happened. Isaiah Martinez. 157 Isaiah Martinez was, uh, I mean, he still is. He beat Jordan Burroughs literally this year, but... Um, was a savage man what who huh. i don't even know what to say this is a crazy matchup uh i know what i'd say i i think kemp kemp does not let isaiah get to the underhook repeatedly keeps his position very disciplined gets the win we'll go four two four two okay yeah i'm i'm lee kemp there uh the same way, man. I really think he's one of the best defensive guys of all time, and he's going to tie up those elbows, and that's one of the ways you can keep guys from getting to their underhook. You just can't release your hand to punch into it. So Lee Camp really slowing down that underhook, a lot of elbow control. Crowd's going crazy for Stalin. They don't call Lee Camp for Stalin <laughs> just because of his reputation. Dang. All right, Becky. Man, this one's tough. Mm, I guess I'm going to go recently, recency and go Imar. All right. Guys, do you remember the match with Martinez with um, uh, Dylan Ness? Do you remember that savage match? Yes. That single, was one the single, like, yes. Holy smokes. This dude is just on another level right That's now. That's what I'm that saying. Was, uh, that was freaky. Like that single leg over his head and just threw him down. It's marketing, guys. If any of y'all are listening, tweet the single leg finish of Imar versus Dylan Ness sometime today. That That is just stunning video like you just don't see guys finish single legs like that and this is dylan ness this is not you know me someone like really really good ncaa finalist it's like uh, high flyer this man yeah <laughs> I, yes he tried dag on if he didn't try um heck with it i'm going imar we'll make we'll make nomad decide this one once and for oh, all we're two two we're split it's an all-time great okay i know he went to wisconsin ben we get it we get it um <laughs> you know let's Make it a little interesting. Imar, Imar was on that all-timer trajectory, too. He really is kind of an all-timer. Okay, Mark Schultz or Dave Schultz versus, um, sorry, right here, David T -T. Taylor. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, this is not good. Hmm. It's not good for anyone in California. Get it started. Yeah, David's Roper. a hard matchup. David's a hard matchup yeah. for anybody not named Kyle Dake and – and I just, again, I go back to the ways to win. He, he's great in every position. He can turn. He can win on defense. He can put guys on their back. He's got great leg attacks, high crotch, ankle pick, little low double. Taylor with way more ways to score. Um, man, he's really one of the best folk style wrestlers I've ever, ever watched and really transitioned into freestyle really well. It's just hard to beat that guy in any match. Ben, but that's one of the matchups I want to see. Let me ask you, see. Let me ask you this, Roper. Best against dt i want to see that match you at your best fun. against dt at his best i want to see that one. Oh my god that would be so much fun let me ask you this roper is david taylor great in a body lock though because maybe mark schultz 
locks up chest to chest with him. Hey, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. I don't know. That might be the place David's. He doesn't have the upper body skills. Didn't see a lot of Greco out of David, even though I'm pretty sure that's where he got started in his club with Ivanov in Idaho. I think really? that was one of his first club coaches. I think talked to David a, a fair amount when he was in college. And I think I remember him talking about that, that he was like a high flyer headlock guy when he first started wrestling. <laughs> nice. Now who <laughs> th thinking about David Taylor's career and him wrestling upper body ish guys, who challenged him apart from Dake, who never really threw him apart from or had that kind of upper body thing other than their Olympic trials match in 2012? Was it? Yeah, 12. Um, never really saw him challenged in that way. Even he wrestled guys like Heflin. Heflin had scored on him, but he wasn't doing it with upper body stuff as far as I can recall. Downey certainly didn't. I think he's done a good job um, – Otherwise, against upper body guys. So I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm I mean, giving Taylor the bonus point here. I think he got what? I gonna send Mark Schultz your address, Christian. Don't do, you call do not do that. That's the most dangerous call... address you could give. Listen, you're fine. He's not a citizen in the United no. States anymore. You called him JV, and you gave David a bonus point over Mark freaking Schultz. He was a three-time world champion, three-time NCAA champion. Are you on drugs? Hold on. He wasn't that in college, but also, I did, did you say I called him JV? Yeah, you did. No, I never did. I never did. <laughs> yes, you did. I never you called, called Mark Schultz Ed, JV. You called Ed Bannis MJ <laughs> and Mark Schultz JV. I just you said did. that wasn't a great match because it wasn't. Sorry. That was just my... You said it was the most JV NCAA final <laughs> of all time, and these are two all-time Roll grades. the tape or it didn't happen. Roll the tape. I rewind the episode. I don't know. What's that? Like four... I don't know, 488 or 489, somewhere in there, you know, like a oh month ago. Gosh. Amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. Wait, 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 time out. What's Brecky saying that he's not a citizen of the United States anymore? <laughs> What's Brecky saying? Yesterday he tweeted, I'm giving up my U.S. citizenship. Goodbye, land of the prisoner, home of the slave. <laughs> uh, he, oh, has since, he has since deleted his tweet, though. But oh where is he gosh. living then? Where's he living? He lives in like Utah. Okay, that's, that's a drive. That's a one night drive to Austin, Texas. <laughs> Watch us make it back. Oh my gosh. Um. By the way, Nomad took Lee Kemp. All right. Yeah. So Ohio takes the lead nine to seven. Um. <sighs> did everyone make David their picks Taylor. here? David Taylor by decision. Really close. I'm taking David Taylor as well. Regular decision. <laughs> Y'all just out on bonus points. He's against Mark Schultz. I am. He's tilting them up. Um, all right. So Ohio twelve seven. Why does Christian? Why does Christian Piles hate Mark Schultz? I don't hate do Mark Schultz. On that. I love. I love. Uh, I love DT. I think he's one of the best to ever do it. I think he's one of the most prolific scores we've ever seen. And um, uh, yeah. All right. So we are. Oh wait, no. His tweet's still here. Don't worry, guys. Still there. He's not deleted. It. He's <laughs> so he's still not a citizen of the United States. All right, 174. Kevin Randleman versus Chris Pendleton. Oh my gosh. What oh are we going right. to What are we going to do here, folks? Get get it started, coach Roper. I, I can't, man. I can't get out of the bias from from watching Chris wrestle. I mean, he was right around my time and just how good he was on his feet, man. It's hard for me to get out of like just the view I have of him in, in my head. 
from when he was in college. And, and we talked about Kevin Randleman and just it's actually funny that it's it's a small world. I think the UFC put out a highlight video of a, mm-hmm. of him, something along those lines. I just watched it and man, I might have picked wrong picking Perry over him. Just the things he could get his body. Just watch him jump before a match. Like he would levitate. Yeah. He would just hang up Seriously. in the air. Just unbelievable explosive power out of that guy. So man, who are you going with? The the technician guy great on his feet a lot of different positions are just one of the best athletes to ever do it i just can't not go with pendleton man i just that guy was so good in a lot of different places he's got a lot of ways to win on his feet and underrated on the mat as well could ride when he needed to and got off bottom just a little too well-rounded for randleman for me but man i'm telling you that highlight video made me question like man (laughs) randleman might just smash everybody up i forgot how athletic he was yeah he is just a different sort of being not talented, but you know, something. There's something going on there. Um, Christian, with... Christian, you need to stop making wisecracks unless you're willing to have this debate. Because you, you know, I'm really. Episode 500, we, we, we build it up for episode 500, we do a little pay per view. Let's do it. That's it. Deal. Episode 500 Bracky. next Tuesday, the talent debate. Oh, gosh. We're doing it. Right, Get ready. Out, right. Bracky, you're, you're the moderator, Bracky. Okay. Oh, gosh. At least better than the. Hope he can moderate better than he did the Burroughs Dake uh, episode. <laughs> that was totally on me. <laughs> I was, uh, thank you for taking responsibility uh, for I'm that. I'm watching the highlight video right now because he's going into the UFC Hall of Fame. Kevin yeah, Randleman. Yeah, and uh, I, he, he wore shoes when he fought. That was when you were allowed to wear shoes. And he just broke that guy's neck. Yeah, that's that's Crow Cop. Um, so, no, 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 that's Fedora. Fedora when he slammed him, right? Oh, okay. Or the crow cop was the knockout when he go overhand right. Okay, just big big mm-hmm. dudes. Okay, so my thought on this one, similar to to Coach Roper, is that Pendleton had the he had the incredible wrestling IQ and ability, and coupled with his athleticism and physical gifts, I don't think he gets overwhelmed by what Randleman brings athletically and explosively, etc. So I'm going with Pendleton as well. Um, but it's definitely like there's a chance he just like randomly just like throws him to his back and pins him because he's just like a, a different sort of being. But I'm going I'm going with I Pendleton. Pendleton's gonna be ready on wear all the time. That's he's he sees that man and that's that's the fastest guy I've ever wrestled. I'm not kidding. I blinked and he super ducked me. He was behind me. It was I'm glad <laughs> Wear wasn't around. Yeah, I'm glad not Tion. Uh, my mind just went blank. Sixty five for Oklahoma State. Tyron Lewis. Time. Tyrone Lewis, yes. That I'm glad Flo wasn't around because I would have been on behind the dirt one time. He super ducked me on both sides. Right side was dirty <laughs> enough. <laughs> left. When he went left, first thing that touched the mat was my face. Oh the my first, gosh. my nose was the first thing that hit. <laughs> oh. The would play every day. Find the I'm film. So glad Flo wasn't around back then. It's burnt somewhere. I'm sorry, can't find it. <laughs> he destroyed the tapes like uh, like Joe Exotic. Um, for the, for the reality. <laughs> hey, um, R- Lewis is a guy. He he never won NCAs, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. He, I've uh, I've heard his, letters, his, lots of letters, right? He's one of the names that gets yep. thrown out there, like one of, one of the best guys, maybe to to never win it too. Super yeah. super good. That's that's mm-hmm. Tyron Lewis. He's not really in this, but here we are. Um, have we have we picked Pendleton or Randleman? Who's who's the selection here? Who has yet to vote? I like I feel kind of guilty picking Pendleton because I haven't watched I I I've watched Kevin Randleman fight. I did not get to watch a lot of his wrestling. 
so I, I guess I'll go with Pendleton. Um, but you know, wow. I think Cameron Edmund has the possibility of winning. Obviously, this is this is healing. Uh, this is good. Um, so yeah, Pendleton mi- wins. Mi- mending y'all's relationship. Um, I watched. There's some Big Ten match with Randleman that was totally crazy, and, and the coaches ended up yelling at each other. I'll try to. F- uh, tweet that out at some point. He should have um, just fought him. He should have just fought him. He definitely would have won that fight. Oh, it was Ch- Chelsevig match. I'll, oh yeah, I'll tweet. It, it's a crazy match. It's totally insane. Um, Fr- Fretwell uploaded it to Flow. What a guy! Wow, <laughs> talk about the circle of life in 2009, August of 2009. Shout out Cliff Fretwell. Okay, what dang weight are we at? What's the score? So that makes it Ohio 12-10 going into 184. Oh baby. Where we've got Mike Pasillo versus Zahid Valencia. Uh-oh. That's Zahid Valencia's music. Um, Pasillo really good. I'm, I personally am going with Zahid in this matchup. Yeah. I, I think despite the fact that Pasillo is great defensively, Zahid is even better offensively and finds a way to get a few takedowns. Uh, you know, he doesn't blow him out. We'll, we'll go with like, a, I don't know, a 6-3 or something to that effect. Yeah, I like that. Coach Roper, I'm I'm with it. I'm behind it. I like it. Valencia is getting to his he's getting to his single leg. Man, he's so hard to keep him from cutting that low corner. He's going to get some scores there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he so that makes it California thirteen ten okay. or thirteen twelve. Sorry. Oh man, this is really happening. One ninety seven. Uh oh. Jake Varner versus Colin Moore. Now, it was Colin Moore over Dustin Kilgore, Nick Heflin, Chris Honeycutt. Uh, Jake Varner, the clear represent, representative for California. But I'll have you remember, I'm pretty sure when we did this hypothetical matchup, Colin Moore hit a fireman's carry, according to Ben Askren and pinned him. Is that well, right? You, that is correct, but don't think that Jake Varner did not learn his lesson. <laughs> he learned his lesson. Right. He's keeping his elbows in more this time. He's coming back with a vengeance, and uh, he, he wins a, a solid 4-2 match. I I have to agree with that. I think he was so dang hard to score on. I've got Jake Varner over Colin Moore. Should Colin be the guy here? I don't know. I Colin Moore. All right, Lee Roper. Yeah, Colin Moore versus probably. Dustin Kilgore right now. Maybe not right now, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> actually, that's pretty close. They're they're similar in my mind. Um. They both have things they're really good at. Uh, Kilgore with his pace. Actually, now that I think about it, for whatever reason, Colin Moore would get tired. I never could figure he'd get tired in matches, but that was the one thing that, like, we had a pretty good guy before he got hurt, Jacob Polschlag, a whole lot. So we put a lot of time into game plan in that, and that's what we're going to try and do. We're going to try and wear him down and uh, keep those scores from happening early, and then Holschlag's the toughest guy I've ever been around. He'll grind out a match at the end. But that was the thing I saw in Colin, and Kilgore's going to set a pace. So I'm going Kilgore just by getting him a little bit tired. Okay. So, and we saw Varner, Kilgore, in freestyle. Talk about dirty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the epic fish hook. That was a fish hook. I yeah. forgot about that. Oh, yeah. That was, that was wild. Epic, epic. Epic fish hook. Oh, my word. <laughs> All right, so Varner over Kilgore. Yeah, same result. Via yeah, winner by fish hook. He reels him in. <laughs> so we go to heavyweight. What's the score? It's California 16-12. Oh, Ohio needs bonus point, and they've got – Well, hey, well, 
let, let me rem- let me just uh, tell you, Christian. I, I let I let Tommy Rollins. I let him know that you know Ohio counted on him, and he won the duel by being Dick Hutton last week. He said he was very proud to represent Ohio in that manner. He was happy he could bring home the win for them. That being said, I don't know. This man's getting past Stephen Neal. Stephen Neal. You should text him right now and be Tom- like, yo, would you beat Stephen Neal? Tommy Rollins. I'll, I'll text him. I'll text be him like, right now. Be like, yo, Stephen Neal's on FRL talking crazy <laughs> smack, bro. <laughs> he, those, two are way, those two are so nice. There's no I way know. to talk any smack whatsoever. I know. Stephen Neal's a great guy, too. Um, th- give us your thoughts on this one. Two giant, athletic, super skilled heavyweights. Yeah, they're really similar, man. Foot speed. These guys, they might be the quickest guys on the mat outside of Valencia in this one. And uh, Abbas, there's so much speed out of these two guys. I give the nod to Neil just by probably 40 pounds. So he's comparable with speed to Tommy, and there's not very many people that can keep up with Tommy in the speed category of heavyweight. I mean, Stephen Neal's feeling out heavyweight pretty regular. And, I mean, back in Tommy's college days, I know he wasn't gigantic at heavyweight, so probably had – I'd say 40s, probably hyperbolic, but 25, 30 pounds on them. And when you're talking about two guys that are this good, that's a pretty big difference. Yeah. So keep up with speed. Got a little bit of size. I'm giving the nod to Stephen Neal, but I'm also a pretty big Stephen Neal fan, so it could be a little bit biased in that one. That's my thought as well. It's yeah. like, man, both so athletic, but oh, Stephen Neal's huge. Tommy, Tommy gives it to Stephen Neal, guys. What? He just conceded? This I said, like, hey, this is a Jay Borchel, Chris Steve- Campbell situation. <laughs> hey, do you think you could beat Stephen Neal? You're wrestling him in a hypothetical matchup right now. He says, no, <laughs> LOL. <L-O-L-O-L. laughs> wow. Um, Tommy's too nice. To- yeah, Tommy Tommy Rollins, the anti-wrestling uh, perspective there. Um, yeah. Okay, so that does it. California, California rolls off three in a row. Man. They go Valencia, Varner, Neal, and close it out. 1912. Jeez. They had the hammer there at the end. So California into the finals, going to take on the winner of PA versus New Jersey. Oh, my gosh. Um, are we ready for this? May have to go slightly over time. We have six we have minutes six, left. We only have six minutes. Yeah, oh, Chris. We are not going to be no able way. to do this today. We're not going to be able to do There's it. There's no way. We can do both it tomorrow, like though. Th- it takes like 30 minutes. All right, fine. Fine, we can't do PA New Jersey in six minutes. That's not fair. I said a little overtime, no. but no, fine, fine. I'm, uh, I've been vetoed by my friends. It's, it's okay. Um, so let's. We have some questions. Let's get to them. Someone asked Coach Roper what his favorite accent was. What's your favorite accent, Coach? <laughs> we talked about the Southern accent. How great it was. It makes everything funnier. I, I literally, and Ben, thanks for that, man, because I'm not a guy that, I'm not very funny, so I need all the help I can get with my Southern accent, man. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take those two points up. I appreciate it. Man, there's nothing Absolutely. better than a Southern accent. I'm not around it a whole lot anymore. And, dude, man, I lived literally right across the street from Fretwell for about seven years, and you hear that accent all the time. <laughs> it's just nothing can compare to Cliff of that. Like, uh, man, nothing beats, and I just miss the dude so much being around him every day. Nothing better than a Southern accent to me, man. Nothing Actually, better. it is definitely my favorite accent of all accents, for sure. I don't know why. It's just great. It's so warm. Um, yeah. Okay. I think a southern accent's the best. A, a good Russian one is is funny too, especially when they speak the English. Uh, and it's really broken, like a Khabib. That one. That one always makes me laugh. <laughs> I don't know what happened in 2016. We lost our minds. Is basically what happened. But we spoke in like Russian accents 
fake bad Russian accents for the entire summer, basically during all the world competitions. It was bad because we had Cadet and Junior Worlds. They were live on Flow, so we were up all night for like those two weeks. Yeah, they ran pretty much back to back, and then the Olympics. You weren't up crazy times, but we were just in the office a bunch, and yeah, we we couldn't stop. We we lost our minds. We just talked like that, and even we would leave the room and we would talk to people that weren't in the wrestling team, and we'd be like, "Sorry, I've been." Don't worry about that. Did you <laughs> talk to your wife like that, Christian? Oh, she yeah, she hates. She yeah, hates they the hate voices. Um, <laughs> they they are, they are so over, you know, our antics so early on. Yeah, she's but yeah, she's heard all my all my voices. Speaking um, of accents, so thinking about it, Eric Guerrero. Now that's a good accent. That's a weird blend of California kind of smoothness, and then you get the Oklahoma twang in there. That's a pretty good accent yeah. with Eric Guerrero. That's a rare one. You don't get a lot of Cali to Oklahoma. I could also listen well, to John Smith talk all day. Yeah, John Smith. Yes, that's a, that's yes, Southern that's accent. Yeah, that's Southern. You know who else got a Southern accent? It always pissed me off because he was from Pennsylvania. Coleman Scott got a hard Southern accent. I'm like, bro. No, no, you're no. From Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, yes, you are. You're from that's, Pennsylvania. That's real. That's real. I. I know some people from Franklin County, Pennsylvania, that have like legit Southern accents. No, no question about what? it. What? Yes. And they live in they live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm I'm sure. Come on. I would not be surprised if in Waynesburg, where where Coleman's from, there that there's people that have a have an accent like that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. Um. This is this is kind of a funny. I I wasn't even gonna ask this question, but then I had a funny story that I wanted to tell. So someone asked, "What did CP teach at Buffalo Gap?" And favorite classroom memory? I did not teach at Buffalo Gap. I coached there and went there to school. I taught I taught at a a children's psychiatric hospital, and I have a lot of crazy, funny, oh. horrible memories there. But but the funniest one I can think of right off the top of my head was. So we had the we had the room and, and a lot, lot of kids with special needs and, and autistic kids and this one kid was just obsessed with food and you could kind of have conversations with this kid but but not really right he would talk but it didn't really make a lot of sense well he you know they have a little time on the computer and he's kind of like competent on the computer and next thing you know we've got a um, well I won't I can't say his name but someone shows up this is a locked facility. Right, you can't get in and out. Yeah. Like you have to have a key card and all this. Someone shows up to the front with an order of like six pizzas and Dr. Pepper and wings and all this stuff for we'll call him for Charles. Okay, we're like, this kid got on there and ordered a whole <laughs> smorgasbord of food, and he even he was smart enough to pick the pay on arrival like not with a credit card because he asked the teacher for the credit card and the lady gave her like was like just kind of like you know going along with it and, like <laughs> gave him a fake number and the fake number of course didn't work because she was well, going to give this kid a credit card and then like, they, so he clicked uh. the thing pay on arrival so the dude shows up with all this pizza that this you know 12 year old autistic kid ordered it was everyone like like some of the teachers like tried to actually be like mad and like, but I just thought it was the most hilarious, hilarious <laughs> thing ever. So I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I still don't know what happened to all that pizza. Well, I thought it was great. You guys didn't <laughs> step up and pay for it. I'm sure, I'm sure they did. I don't remember what ended up happening if they took it to the units or whatever. But man, I have so many, 
so many funny memories, funny stories. I one of my big regrets is not writing them all down because I saw some wild stuff. What you got? This is hilarious. Cody Arnold, big Minnesota fan, tweeted us a photoshopped image of Dan Gable mowing his lawn with Ethan Lezak on his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Backpack um, Lezak. Okay. Um, that, that's quick. Wor- that's quick work by him. Yeah. He's all over it. He's even got the boot in. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it's very impressive. All right, hey guys, I'm I'm getting some updates from Tommy as we're speaking. It is 9:45, so we have to go. But I'll fill. He says, I wrestled Stephen Neal when I was 19 to the Olympic Training Center. He was 280 and I was 220. He killed me, but I would take him down one to two times every match. I would like to think my college prime, college prime would have been a great match. I agree. I think it would have been a great match, and I think he gets a takedown. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I think Neal probably a little better. But, um, yeah. All right, we got we to gotta get on out of here now. Um, hey, thanks. This was, this was fun. This was awesome. Excited for Hometown Heroes. Check it out. Uh, it'll be on the homepage. It'll be in the FRL show notes, the link I had to nominate. Thanks so much for listening. 498, my goodness. 498 of these bad boys. Thanks. Special thanks to Coach Roper for coming on and lending his wisdom and input and entertainment value. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much. Have a great Wednesday. See you then. See thanks. ya.